Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast but don't know how or think it'll be too expensive? With the coronavirus ravaging the world right now, I know firsthand that money is super tight. But guess what? Anchor is a free app that lets you create your very own podcast. And the best part? Anchor doesn't charge you to make your podcast. I started my podcast, Secrets in the Desert, a little over a year ago on Anchor, and it is so easy. There are creation tools that allow you to record, edit, and publish your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you, and my podcast is currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public, just to name a few. And of course, on the Anchor app and Anchor.fm. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, so the more listeners you get, the more money you make. It's everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So if you want to make a great podcast very easily, download the free Anchor app in your app store or go to Anchor.fm. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started on your free podcast today. And yes, it's that easy. Hey guys and fellow true crime lovers and thank you so much for tuning in to Secrets in the Desert and this is episode 12. I'm your host Titi Jimenez. Usually before I start a case I usually give a little information about things that are news or noteworthy, things that are happening around us that are big. I would only do this because for me I would like to give my listeners an update just in case you haven't heard anything that's big at the moment let's say because you're working or you're too busy honestly that's the only really real be giving like it's about any true crime reason why I would do it was just to give my listeners an update but um, some of my listeners have reached out to me and told me that they think it takes up too much time at the beginning of the case that's boring so from now on what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna um, focus directly on the case I, I'm not gonna bring in anything other than the case and if end of episode from now on if anybody wants to stay and listen to it I will newsworthy things that are happening in during the time like let's say I think the biggest one right now is the Lori Vallow story so I'll I'll be doing that in the end of the episodes now instead of in the beginning and it'll only be directly about true crime and nothing else so please bear with me with this little transition it's just a little hiccup to get over but we'll get over it so we'll do we'll do okay this podcast is about true crime cases so I will now just be focusing in on the case I will be covering and then if there's anything news or noteworthy crime world I'll add that in at the end of the episode from now on so with that out of the way let's get into today's case of where is Antoinette Calledito Today, I will be covering the disappearance of nine-year-old Antoinette Calledito, who was abducted from her home in Gallup, New Mexico on April 6, 1986. This case has a pretty crazy twist in it, but to this day, 34 years, eight months later, Antoinette is still a missing person and her case still remains unsolved. As always, this podcast 
discusses disgusting rapes, murders, child murders, disappearances, and other decrepit things that some people can do to other people. So as always, listener discretion is advised. I will be posting all the photos and links for this case on the podcast, Facebook, and Instagram pages at Secrets in the Desert. So go give everything a look for yourself about this sad, sad disappearance. Now let's get into today's episode. Antoinette Christine Guy was born on Christmas Day, December 25th, 1976, in Gallup, New Mexico, to parents Benny Gallardo of the Navajo Nation and Anthony Montoya, who was of Italian and Hispanic descent. Antoinette lived in Gallup, New Mexico, which is the Navajo Indian Nation territory, with her mother Penny and her two younger sisters, Wendy and Sadie. At the time, Antoinette Calladito disappeared from her home on U.S. Route 66 in Gallup, New Mexico in the early morning hours of April 6th. honestly believe that this call was probably from Antoinette Calladito and she was terrified. Oh my gosh, that is so sad. That was the scary actual 911 call that was made by supposedly Antoinette one year after she was abducted and came from a motel room somewhere in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And you can hear in her voice, she was terrified. So 1986. Suspects. There are many theories about who took or hurt Antoinette, but I will talk about those a little later in the episode. The only actual suspects were based off of what Antoinette's sister, Wendy, who was five at the time of Antoinette's disappearance, heard to believe to be two adult males. The men may know the Galladito family because I honestly don't think Antoinette would just open the door to just anyone at 3 a.m. So I do believe Antoinette was at least familiar with her abductors. When the knocking at the Calladito house happened at 3 a.m., Antoinette asked, Who is it? And a male voice said, It's your Uncle Joe. Once she opened the door, two men grabbed her and forced her into a brown van while she was kicking and screaming, Let me go, let me go. They were able to get her into the van and speed away. Unfortunately, Wendy did not get a good look at the two male suspects because it had happened so quickly. The crazy thing about the abductor saying it was Uncle Joe is that Antoinette did have an uncle named Joe who was married to her aunt, but that Uncle Joe was thoroughly investigated and eventually cleared by investigators. That's another reason I think the abductors knew Antoinette and her family because how would they know that she had an uncle named Joe? It could just be a coincidence. They just picked that name because Joe is such a common name, but I don't know if I really believe that. The abductor or abductors had to have known the Calladito family and knew enough about them to use her uncle's name. That's so suspicious to me. Also, investigators did believe that Antoinette's mother, Penny, or father, Anthony, might have been involved in their daughter's disappearance. There hasn't been any evidence to concretely say either parent was involved or not, but like I said, I'll discuss those when I discuss the theories. The case. On the night of April 15, 1986, nine-year-old Antoinette Calladito was at home with two younger sisters, Wendy, five, and Sadie, three. Antoinette's mother, Teresa, or Penny Calladito, went out with her friends to a local bar. 
Penny supposedly had a babysitter that was there that was watching the three Calladito sisters, according to Penny. She got home from the bar at around midnight, April 6, 1986, and sent the babysitter home. Penny then claimed she went to bed, leaving her three daughters wide awake, quiet, and decided not to answer the door. However, there came another knock shortly after, so Antoinette went to the door and said, Who is it? Around 3 a.m., there was a knock at the Calladito's door. At first, the three girls stayed, and the man said, It's Uncle Joe, and for her to open up the door because it was cold outside. As soon as Antoinette opened the door, Antoinette ended up opening the door after hearing it was Uncle Joe because her aunt was married to a man named Joe. That's when she realized that Antoinette was missing. Or two men grabbed her and started dragging her to a brown van that was parked outside while she was kicking and screaming, Let me go, let me go. This is all according to Wendy, Antoinette's five-year-old sister. Remember, she was five at the time of, that Antoinette disappeared, so. That was the last time anyone saw nine-year-old Antoinette Caedito. Imagine being a five-year-old little baby and witnessing your older sister get taken from her, your home, what is supposed to be your safe place. That night changed Wendy's life forever. Later, she told reporters, quote, It just broke my family up. It was a very dark and dysfunctional time. The next morning when Penny got up to get the, her daughters up and ready for Bible school, after talking to Wendy and hearing her story about what happened the night before when her sister disappeared, Penny immediately ran outside and started asking her neighbors if they saw or heard anything and one neighbor did reveal that they had seen a brown van the night before but didn't even realize that it was out of place. That's because there were rumors that Penny was a prostitute and there were always different cars around Calladito residents. Penny called the Gallup PD and reported then actually Antoinette missing. Friends and family and investigators started a massive search for the nine-year-old, but no one found any trace of her. Like I said, Wendy, Antoinette's five-year-old sister, told police she thought the abductor was one of their uncles. So police, it remains unclear if the call was a horrible, disgusting, cruel joke or if the caller was really Antoinette Galladito. I played the real audio recording of the 911 call at the beginning of the episode, and it is fucking chilling. Police quickly questioned this Uncle Joe, but he was quickly ruled out. Their first lead was a dead end. The case would go cold, and one year later, after Antoinette disappeared, Gallup PD got a disturbing call from a frantic young girl claiming to be Antoinette Calladito. She claimed she was being held against her will at a motel in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But before the call could be traced, police heard a gruff male voice say, and then the line went dead after a little scuffle and a scream on the other end. Who said you could use the phone? After her mother, Penny, heard the call, she was convinced that it was her daughter because the way she said her name. So she really believed it was Antoinette. But police couldn't be 100% sure. That was the last lead investigators had for Antoinette's disappearance until five years later when they got a strange sighting call from a waitress in Nevada. So this waitress in Carson City, Nevada, called and told investigators she thought she saw Antoinette, who by then would have been 14 or 15 years old. The girl she saw was sitting with an unkept couple who could possibly be drifters, and they all looked in distress. After the group left, the waitress found a note under the girl's plate that said, Help me. Call the police. I was kidnapped and my name is Antoinette Calladito. That's what prompted the waitress to reach out to investigators, but there has been no other sighting since then. Whether the story to the waitress told is true and if the girl that was seen was Antoinette still remains a mystery because the waitress 
confirmed it was Antoinette based on an age-progressed picture they had made, so that may not be very reliable. So during my research, I never seen the note that was supposedly found under the young girl's plate. It could be investigators have it, have it and want to keep it closed just in case the case ever gets solved, but as of right now, the validity of the note is unclear. Antoinette case has been cold ever since and now here we are almost 39 years later and there is still no trace of Antoinette Calladito anywhere. Definitely in my opinion I believe that it probably was Antoinette who called police one year after her abduction because her mom knew her voice so she would know. I mean if my daughter was missing I would know my daughter's voice if she called me even if it was a year later. Just because, like she said, the way her daughter said Antoinette, she knew that it was her daughter's. And I honestly feel like if I was in the same position, I would know if it was my daughter. So that's why I believe that it probably was Antoinette who called the police a year after her abduction. But that her abductor caught her on the phone and ended up killing her then. But like I said, this is just my opinion, not fact. And unfortunately, Antoinette's mother, Penny, passed away in 1999 without ever knowing what really happened to her eldest daughter. And to this day, absolutely no one knows what happened to Antoinette Galladito after the night she was abducted. Aunt or abductors knew her family. Like I stated earlier, I believe that theories since investigators have no leads to follow and have no idea even where to start looking for Antoinette, there are a bunch of random theories about what happened to the nine-year-old. The first and most likely theory, in my opinion, is that Antoinette was really abducted by two men in the middle of the night. They coaxed her into opening the door. At least one of the men knew the Calladito family because... They knew to use the name Uncle Joe, which Aunt Antoinette did have an uncle named Joe who was married to her mother, Penny's sister. The real Uncle Joe, though, was investigated and cleared by investigators. So the abductor, or the year after Antoinette was abducted, she did make that chilling phone call to police, but she got caught and then either murdered for calling 911 or they moved right away as maybe... The man who kidnapped her was holding her against her will somewhere as a sex slave. That's why maybe that sighting was, was really Antoinette in the restaurant in Carson City, Nevada. That left that note. It would all make sense, right? Antoinette's mom went to a Navajo medicine woman in hopes of learning more about her daughter's whereabouts. According to the Navajo medicine, well, in 1992, Penny woman Antoinette is still alive and may have a child with her abductor and they are being held against their will somewhere in the southwest United States but this was back in 1992 28 years ago give or take um so if Antoinette was still alive I'm sure she would have been able right away because her abductors are more than likely super fucking old or maybe even passed away already so if Antoinette was still alive I think she would reach out to her family by now or there would be some type of trace of her so unfortunately I believe she has passed away and is probably with her mom in heaven another theory is that Antoinette's mom Penny knew more about what happened to her daughter and her disappearance during my investigation I came across a reddit thread about this case and people who lived around the area and knew the Calladito family think Penny had something 
to do with it. As I stated earlier, Penny was supposedly engaging in prostitution rumor to me because so who, who knows who Penny had around her daughters. I couldn't find any concrete information that Penny was a prostitute, but this is one of theories, but I find this one more like, I mean, I don't, I didn't find any arrest records or anything like that, that Penny was ever arrested for prostitution or anything. So that's all just rumors. Investigators believe that Penny knew more about what happened to Anthonette because she failed a polygraph test. However, we all know polygraphs are not 100%. So we won't ever know for sure if Penny did know because she passed away in 1999. Investigators even went as far as to question Penny on her deathbed about what happened to Anthonette the night she disappeared. She gave them nothing. Posters on the Reddit thread think that Penny was out later than 12 a.m. drinking and that there was really no babysitter there with the girls. Anthonette was the babysitter and she disappeared before Penny got home, but she didn't realize she was missing until waking up the next day. If that's the case, I think that's the extent of Penny's involvement in Anthonette's disappearance and she just didn't want to admit that she left her young daughters home alone while she went out and got wasted. Hence why she failed the polygraph test because of the guilt of knowing she left her daughters home alone and one of her daughters was kidnapped because of her negligence. Honestly, if I were in that situation, and let me just make this very clear right now, I would never be in that situation because I would never put going out and drinking with my friends above being home with my kids. But um, I would feel guilty as fuck and probably fail a polygraph test too just because of the guilt that I feel. As far as I know, investigators never found this supposed babysitter, so that to me right there tells me there more than likely was no babysitter and that Anthonette was left in charge of her little sisters while mom was out getting drunk. It almost came, it also came out later that Anthonette's real father was not Anthony Montoya, but a man by the name of Larry Estrada. Some Redditors also believe that the young daughter had false memories planted in her head about what happened that night, but I think that kind of, that's kind of reaching a little too far. And the last theory I want to mention is that some people believe that either Anthony Montoya or Larry Estrada supposedly involved in Anthonette's deduction, but I couldn't find any credible source to back that up. But I just wanted to mention it because that is what some people do believe since it's being said. No, I just feel like all more rumor than facts, except that she was abducted from her home after 3 a.m. by two men who knew Antoinette or she was familiar with one or both of the men who abducted her and her family. I just don't understand why Penny would hurt only one of her daughters and not the other two. There was no motive, but I do believe Penny lied about there being a babysitter there that fateful night and she said there was because she was scared that if found out, state would take away her other two daughters, Sadie and Wendy. This case has always stuck with me since I first heard about Antonet Calladito's case. I have several family members who are born and raised in Gallup, New Mexico, and a very close friend of mine from college who and raised there and moved back to Gallup after college. Shout out to Jamie, I miss you and I love you girl. As of now in 2020, Antonet case remains open with files being kept in a box at the Gallup Police Department. A spokesperson for the department told Dateline that there 
have not been very many tips in recent years, but every time a new detective joins the team, her case gets a fresh set of eyes to look at it, so they hope one of the detectives eventually will be able to find that one piece of evidence that finally brings closure to the disappearance of Antoinette Galladito. Antoinette's father also passed away on August 17, 2012. So it's just Antoinette's sister, Sadie and Wendy, who are still hoping to find out what happened to their older sister. I really hope one day that there is some type of closure for the Galladito family because it's been almost 34 years with no answers and no trace of what happened to that night Antoinette Galladito was abducted. This case just breaks my heart because a lot of indigenous women from all around the United States and even in Canada are going missing and nothing is really being done to find them. It's actually pretty sad. I have grandparents and any of them, family members who are Navajo and live in Gallup, so this case really hit home for me. So that was the very sad, still unsolved disappearance of nine-year-old Antoinette Galladito. I will be posting all information and pictures related to the episode on the Secrets in the Desert Facebook and Instagram pages if you would like to go look at all the rest of the information pertaining to this case. I'm your host, Titi Jimenez, signing out. Until next time, guys, peace out. April 6th marked the 34th anniversary of the unsolved disappearance of Antoinette Calladito, who was last seen at her family's home in Gallup, New Mexico, when she was only nine years old. The FBI, the Navajo Nation Division of Public Safety, and the Gallup Police Department want to remind the public that we are still looking for Antoinette, and we need your help. Anyone with information about Antoinette's whereabouts is asked to call the FBI at 505-889-1300. That's 505-889-1300. Or you can go online at tips.fbi.gov. Someone out there knows what happened to Antoinette. Please call us. Thank you.